Hey everybody, this is Zip Mouth Motivation. I'm back again. This month of August, um, I have dedicated to men. We want to hear their stories, see what they got going on, understand what's happening in their lives from their perspective instead of always guessing like sometimes us women do. So today we have Jeffrey Holst here. He is going to speak to us from his perspective of coaching, um, being positive. So, and this is a rarity that you hear from men because sometimes men are hard and they're macho. So we're going to hear something different today. How are you doing today, Jeffrey? I am doing well. And I will admit I am different than a lot of the men out there. Great. (laughs) Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. So how'd your day go? Pretty good? Wow. Every day is a good day. Wow. So you got to tell me how you accomplished this goal because a lot of people cannot do this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a choice. So everyone has good and bad stuff happen to them. I mean, that's for sure. It's not like, you know, you can just say, hey, I'm not going to have bad days anymore and then everything's going to be perfect from there on out. Right. In fact, the first day that I tried this, I failed miserably and I still had a bad day. But I just kept being relentless and pursuing it mentally and saying, you know, I could be worse. There are worse things that could be happening. I was, at the time, I mean, I was young. I was from a middle-class family, so I had a lot of positives to look at. Right. Uh, and, you know, there were, there were negative things going on, too. My parents were going through a divorce, and I broke up with my girlfriend. But I was just like, this is stupid. I'm young. I can figure this stuff out. I'm going to figure out a way to... you never have bad days and you've been telling yourself since you were 17 17 is like an early age and you know teenage world is kind of like up and down for most teenagers so at 17 years old how did people perceive you like how did they take that like i never have bad days I was very, I was very 
stubborn about it, right? I, I, right. I had, you know, I had bad stuff happen to me just like everyone has bad stuff. I mean, I actually right. had a, more than my share of challenges. Right. I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 30. Uh, I really thought I was going to die. I was in the hospital, uh, and my dad came into the ER and he said, this was in September, right. he said to me, if you live till February, I'm going to take you to Australia. And I just looked at him and I said, I just hope I make it till Christmas. Right. September. I just wanted to make it to December. Right. Right. I can see. Not really. Right. You know, I was in this situation where I was diagnosed at 10 o'clock at night. And I thought, you know, the most of the day was pretty good. Right. Uh, it was a Saturday. I didn't have to work. I felt good about the stuff that was going on in my life. I was sick. I didn't feel well. I didn't know what was going on. And then I got this diagnosis. And that was not a good minute. I mean, there's no doubt. Right. Yes, yes. We were watching Heroes. Like, I think we were like five minutes left in the show on our DVR. Right. Back when people even had DVR. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know if they still exist anymore. Right. And I, uh, I said, yeah, you want me to come to the hospital? I understand. They told me what hospital I was going to go to. So I hang up the phone. And my wife says, what's wrong? And I said, let's just finish Heroes. That's why I wanted to finish Heroes. I just right. Know, Exactly. And truthfully, she didn't let me do it. She was like, no, you have to tell me. Which, in retrospect, is the right call. She was obviously concerned. The doctor just called me at 10 o'clock at night on right. and said, I have to go to the hospital. And she heard that part of the conversation. Right. So it wasn't going to work to watch the rest of the heroes. I'm not even sure if I watched the end of that episode. We <laughs> <laughs> stay still today. I don't even know if I saw it. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> I think that's good. You can you can still laugh about that. You know that's yeah, awesome. Well, I've had the benefit of, of time, right? I mean, that was right. twelve years ago now. I can't believe that actually. Yeah, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> but I just kind of went, you know, it is what it is. Like, I can't 
this moment. Right. And that next day, I uh, ran into a babysitter of mine from when I was a kid. She was working as a nurse in the oncology ward. Right. And I was just really excited to see her, and I was really happy. And she was like, you are the weirdest patient ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, hey, I'm so Right, right. get better yeah wow tell me before you decided okay i'm not gonna have bad days anymore how was your mental before you decided this do you remember Exactly. <laughs> so I just went, hey, I got to accept it. If something bad happens to me, if I, my girlfriend breaks up with me, or I have uh, leukemia, or later I went bankrupt, that was tough. Right, right. Um, you know, if any of that stuff happens, I have to just accept my responsibility here. And, right. And accept that the things I can change are the things how I react to it, how I perceive it. Uh, the bankruptcy thing, I obviously had more control over than, than I did with. Right. Right. Me too. <laughs> Right. I can't go back and firm the people that I just went bankrupt and firm. I mean, I 
Right. I just went, I got to figure out something that has good insurance, good benefits. So I went and took a job. Right. Something I never wanted to do. Wow. But I felt like, this is another one of my core, like, mental processes. You, again, you deal with what you're dealt. Right. You have to make the best decision for the circumstance that you find yourself in. Right. At that point, I needed a job. So okay. bankruptcy yeah right this I mean like I feel like I'm generally a positive person most of the time I do get down at times or I get frustrated but all in all it's like okay whatever it, it's life you know what I'm saying Akuta Matana whatever happens happens what is going to be it will be me too <laughs> me too No worries. Exactly. And, you know, and I love that philosophy. Right. Um, I heard it many times from porters climbing the mountain. We went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, the highest mountain in Africa. Oh, my God. Um, that was an experience. Oh, it was so hard, though. <laughs> so hard. It was so hard, though. Hold on, seven days up, one day down.
Wow. Wow. It didn't affect him. Right. 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 My brother was like, well, I came to Africa to have an experience, and I had an experience. Your positivity ran off, rubbed off on him. <laughs> right. I could believe it. Not making it up that mountain. Wow. Yeah, wow. Was, uh, look, it was a big deal to me. I, I was up to 420 pounds two years ago. Uh, okay. When I quit working, I, I just was in terrible shape. Right. Um, and I, uh, I spent a lot of that. I'm still way too heavy, but I'm like 320. But it's better than 420. You're, some, you're yeah. making progress. And, uh, <laughs> Right. It was no way you could do it. And so I just, I, I would have been very, very upset. I mean, I would have gone back. I know this about me. I'm very persistent. Right, That's right. That's one of my core things, right? Just keep moving forward. I wrote about that. Um, I have this book. I wish I had a copy of it. I usually have one, like, sitting right here. I don't know what I did with it. But anyway, it's called The Coronavirus Collective. Right. Um,
That's awesome. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You got to get that out there because that's really good. I mean, that's really good. And actually, after we get done, I'm going to ask you the title. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, get me a copy and read it and see what's up with it. Yeah, well, so, it's, like I said, it's called Coronavirus Collective. Okay, Coronavirus um, Collective. And, and I'll, I'll send you the information so you can post it in your show notes or And no telling how many times a day. Right. Right. Not a lot. Two hundred dollars a month, and they had a great month. Wow. Um, Two hundred dollars, and I had a bad day. Right? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right, but it's like, whoa, what the world? Right. Wow. And there, there's really no, I mean, there's no, there's no way around that. They're, they're just in a really 
Right. Right. Um, even the safari guides, they make fifteen or twenty dollars a day plus uh, tips. Wow. And uh, and they were happy. I mean, I mean, one of the one of the guys that I met there, John's a safari guide, and I've been talking to him on WhatsApp a little bit in the last few months. Right. Off and on, and they're struggling so much because of this coronavirus stuff. Right. Right. There's right. No so right about that. I actually have a friend who um, lives in the the Bahamas. And so like he lives in an area that's, you know, that a lot of tourists come to, but nobody's coming right now. And so, you know, they're not doing too good as far as income goes, you know, plus the storm and all, all the little crazy stuff that has oh, yeah. happened. So it's very hard, you I know. Miss, I miss going to the islands. I love, I love cruising. I love just flying to an island. Uh, I'm very passionate about traveling. I mean, Right. I know this, right? I've, cre- I've created a life for myself in spite of my circumstances, but because of my circumstances. Right. I wouldn't be where I am now if I had wouldn't be, frankly, in a situation where I don't have to work. Right. Uh, and I'm coming up on, I think, four years now without having to work. Wow. That's awesome. depends on what you what you measure success on you know like I'm doing a course right now and one of the things I wrote last night and I was like you know I understand like people in the world and I'm saying the world I'm saying just in general people they um say you have to have this kind of intelligence to do this and you have to look like this to do this and it's not about what the world says it's about what you feel inside that's where you find your true passion and what you love and you know, like you might not make thousands of dollars at it. I've heard people say like, I enjoy working at McDonald's or Burger King, whereas other people are like, I, I don't want that job. You know, like that job's, a, you know, whatever. <laughs> my favorite job I ever had was working at 7-Eleven. I did it for eight years. The whole right. time I was getting my master's degree and law degree, I worked at 7-Eleven. And even after I started practicing law, I uh, would go back to 
Right, right. So I lived in Michigan still, and also if that 7-Eleven had gone out of business, I probably still work there sometimes. Right. Uh, because I loved it. It was a great job. Uh, it didn't meet my financial goals. Which, right. You know, I mean, there's, this money does matter. Right. Everyone has to pay their bills. Everyone's right. got certain things that they have to deal with. And um, lifestyle creep is a real thing. But I always tell people, living the best version of your life, your dream job is to get up and work as a waitress at a, a, a greasy spoon, then right. go do that. Exactly. Like, that's it's exactly right. Um, I do take a little bit of issue to people who say if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. You know, that sort of cliche thing to say. Right. So I don't think that's true. If you have a job that you love, that's awesome. Right. But if someone's telling you you have to get up at a certain time and go to that job, there are going to be days that are hard as burners. Yes, there are. Right, right. If you love, you know, writing, you don't have to be a professional writer because a professional writer is forced to write every single day. Exactly. Um, So I have two podcasts that I do. One is a real estate show, and the other one is called Last Light Memory. Last Mm. Light Memory. And the idea of Last Light Memory is recognizing we only have one life. Right. And just yesterday, we we do our interviews on Monday nights. Just yesterday, uh, we interviewed an artist. Name is uh, David Levitard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's a full-time artist. That's what he does. And I asked him that very question. And I said, if you wanted to be an artist, and you were saying one of our listeners wanted to be an artist, what would you do? He said he talked about following his passion. But he also said you have to recognize that if you want to be an artist, you have to work like two or three times harder right. than you would if you just got a job somewhere. Right, and you're just doing. Now, if you want to be successful working for yourself, you've got to work really, really hard. Yes. Right. You can go do a job you like, right. recognizing that it's a job. Maybe you can take some of the money from your job and use it to buy paint mm-hmm. canvas. Or you can even take some of your money from your job and invest in real estate or stocks right. or whatever. Right, whatever it is you do. With. Right. And then you can buy your time back. Because I think that's the trick to life. The trick to life, and this, I stole this from another one of our guests on Last That's it. Time you don't get. Like if you train five days a week for two days off every single week your whole life, that's a right. bad deal. Right. Train five for two is a bad deal. Or if you're like Americans, right? You work fifty <laughs> weeks a year so you can have two weeks off. Fifty for two, that's a terrible That trick. That is a trick. <laughs> it's just not a good deal. It's not. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, that is not a good deal. <laughs> Right. I choose to live the lifestyle I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people get jealous of my lifestyle and they tell me, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you can't. Because a lot right. of it's mindset. Um, so when I was going to Egypt, when I was working at 7-Eleven, the first time I went to Egypt, people were like, wow, I wish I could afford to go to Egypt. And I'm like, I make $8 an hour. I work at a 7-Eleven. Right. Like, if I can afford to go to Egypt, you can afford to go to Egypt. 
you that that Right. 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 I'm telling you, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, well, now it would be. Yeah. No. Exactly. That and it, it like you said before, it's all about mindset. I agree with you. I do like to travel a lot and I do go all and I actually like to drive. It's cause I like to yeah, I love to drive because I like to stop at different places. I like to see different things. So um so I do travel a lot and people are like, Oh, you must be rich because you do all and I'm telling them like sometimes from here to like Alabama or a little bit further, it costs me like forty five dollars in gas. You know, like, especially, <laughs> especially how fuel efficient cars are, the gas prices being down. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know exactly where you live, but I mean, Alabama's close to me. I could be there for like, in like 20 minutes. Right. Well, I'm in Florida, so I'm at almost the bottom of Florida, Tampa Bay. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like one tank of gas to get there and one tank of gas to get back. Yeah. No, my dad's got a place in your Crystal River, so not all that far from here. Right. And Right. That's what I'm saying. Seven hours, eight hours each way, but uh, I mean, it's just like I can stay in his condo for free. I mean, granted, not everyone has a dad with a condo. Right. But even if I had to get a hotel, I could get a hotel not on the ocean. Right. Like a Tampa Bay or something, you know, five, ten minutes from the beach, I could get a hotel for $80 a night. Exactly. For a week and spend five, six hundred dollars. Right. Right. That's it. I mean, I think. And that's it. And I tell people like I travel because it's really not that expensive. It's all about your mindset and what you do with your funds and, you know, all of that. But I really, really want to know, like, how do you how do you explain to people or teach them how to live this positive life, like how to this positive perspective? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you.
Right. And, and it's the same, the opposite is true too. If you're a person that's like, oh man, today's, if you wake up in the morning and maybe you, you hit the snooze bar and you accidentally turn your alarm off and you wake up a little late and you're like, man, today's just one of those days, nothing's going to go right, then that whole day you framed yourself to look for stuff. Exactly. Not right. And <laughs> it's not that new stuff is going bad, it's just you're looking for it. Right. It's Right. Your brain is looking for that. It's looking for that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Live 
Right. I know that was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Me too. Like, yeah, I'm thinking, like, when are they going to open the movies back? But I said, I guess nobody wants to wear a mask or, you know. Wow. Okay. Right. Florida theaters are closed. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, like, we have AMC here, and AMC just announced they're getting open up at the end of this month. They've been able, under our governor's guidelines, they've been able to be open since the first week of June. Okay. They haven't opened because they don't have any movies to play. Right, right, okay, okay. And, uh, and that's because California's closed. So they're not going to release movies until the big markets are open. So, like, right. Right, right. Um, but now they're going to release, uh, re-release the movies, which I think is really cool. So I'm excited. At the end of this month, I might be able to go see Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like something you missed. Right, right, right. That's but, cool. But it was weird uh, being in a theater with a mask on and, you know, they have every other road closed and stay at least three seats away from the nearest group on top mm. of that. Yes, I love your persistence. I really do. I love, I admire that about you. Just like, it's going to get done. I got to get it done. No, I'm not taking a no for an answer. That is, that's you know, awesome. Well, I mean, if I hadn't the movie theater, I wouldn't have a choice. Because I can't control the whole world. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. Well, I want to thank you. Our time is up here, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your stories. I'm sure people are going to be interested. So um, I know you said you would help with real estate, but that's not why we're here. But I do want yeah. you to tell people the title of your book and um, the titles of your podcast so they can listen in. The, the book's called Coronavirus Collective, and it's available worldwide on Amazon. Okay. Good. <laughs> so, Coronavirus Collective. 
Okay, okay, I like that. Right. Jeffrey, okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, please listen in to his show. Actually, I'm in the group, you guys. It was a funny story how we met. I don't quite remember how we met, but I remember that he put me in the group. And so I've been watching, you know, here and there. Every now and then I'll, I'll watch a uh, live video or I'll watch a replay. So please listen to him. I mean, he's, he's definitely the person he says he is. Um, I can attest for that. And I, I love to be able to learn something about someone first and then be able to tell my listeners, Hey, like I listen, I'm in the group. So, um, uh, add yourself to the group, you know, request to be added to the group and be positive. Let his positivity rub off on you. And if you have side note, if you have any questions about real estate, because I know people are going to be wanting to buy houses and things soon, he doesn't mind helping. So reach out to him. Yes. Yes, it was great. So, uh, so this is Zip Mouth Motivation. I thank you all for your time. I thank you all for listening in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the supporters. And as usual, you know, I love you until next time we speak.